Hello, everybody. Welcome to UJ Sports Live. My name is Rodney Nabolsi. I am joined by Jim Donnan, the former Georgia Bulldog head coach, and the reason everybody's tuned in this week. And, of course, Jed May. He's taking the place of uh, Dane Young this week because we need Jed to talk about recruiting. It's been a wild uh, uh, time on the recruiting trail. Uh, crazy news happening last night. And, uh, well, I mean, ever since the portal opened, and uh, I guess we are eight days away from early signing day, which I'm just going to go ahead and call signing day because that's what it is now. It is the new signing day, and I'm going to call the normal signing day late signing day because it's later in the period. And I know everyone wants to make the distinction, but there isn't one. And George is hoping to get their entire class in next Wednesday, but it looks like they may be down one quarterback or um, – Dylan Rayola, the five-star quarterback, the number two player in the nation, the number one quarterback in the nation in the rivals' rankings, uh, taking a trip out to Nebraska this week. So uh, we'll talk about that. But, Coach, uh, let me get your thoughts first and foremost. On uh, on Rayola? Yes, sir. Let's start there, and then we'll work our way backwards. You know, one of the things that uh, everybody needs to understand from my perspective as a coach and as a father – is every family has its own uh, reasons for doing things, and we've got our own feelings about our schools, and uh, it's a it's a tough decision to make as far as the future, particularly with uh, what what's all out there, uh, and, and it's just different than it used to be, and it's a changing society. And I'm glad that you had the foresight to get Jed on there because he can maybe give us a little bit of idea about what some of these other uh, prospects think about uh, this kind of change of heart. But the thing that really bothers me is that, you know, they, they say Nebraska's home. It's been home for a long time for them, and they've had a chance to uh, look at it for a long time, and then all of a sudden they're going to, you know, he's supposed to be enrolling here on Saturday or Sunday, and he's going to go out there for a visit. So uh, more than likely, though, uh, what's happened is, uh, some agent or agencies got involved and talked about what the long-range ramifications are. I mean, we can look at a lot of different reasons why, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and bash uh, the, the family or the kid because they're going to do what's best for them. But I do want to stand up for my guy, Kirby Smart, because he's my guy, and he's got a program here. And he's going to do what's best for the program. He's going to always do that. Uh, I know when he first started out here, he says, hey, I got three kids and a wife, and I'm going to do what's best for them every time. And I never will forget it. Because if he doesn't, then he's not going to be the coach here, and they're not going to have a job and somebody to take care of him. And you look at his track record, he's made a lot of good decisions here on personnel. And you got to look at how it affects everybody else. Uh and how it affects uh, the overall team and as uh, the structure. These figures that are out there, I can tell you, are unbelievably astronomically bad. I just don't – I know for a fact, which I can tell our dog nation, dog vent, dog shit, whatever it is, I can tell you right off the bat, I've been trying to help. I haven't helped on anybody in particular, but – I know the market out there, and I know what's going on with these other schools, with everybody else. And I don't know individually what's going on, but these guys are saying they're getting two and three million dollars coming in. I just don't see it. Now, maybe a transfer portal guy might, uh, and somebody's really desperate. But uh, some of the things that are coming up, though, are these guys have individual coaches that they want to be involved and, and continue to train them. They got grandparents they got parents they got people wanting to come to games and come from different places uh they're worried about all these issues that kids used to just worry about hey where am i going to live and uh, where do i eat now they got all these other things and uh you know i I don't know what all the the family's asking for and i I don't want to get into that but i do i I, i've delved into it for a second but what i want to say is we're going to have a good football team here regardless of what happens with this guy. But the normal reaction is certainly, which it should be when you lose a guy this magnitude this late, you, you're trying to figure out why. And uh, certainly that's where you two experts can probably do more than me. But I, I do feel like I can say that if it's a money issue, 
any money that he might want, we could certainly come up with. But I don't know that we're going to do anything to mess up our structure. I just don't see us doing that. I was glad to see on another note yesterday, our other recruit quarterback signed his, what, what do you call it, the tender to come to school here. And he's all set. So let's go take away from that. Maybe later in the program we can talk about that. But, but Chad, right off the bat here, what, what do you feel like the impact with the other players would be that are they're coming here to Georgia? I'm sure you've talked to them. I'm sure they're kind of up in the air as far as what's going on, but nobody's going to sell the ranch and leave, are they? Well, talking to <clears throat> talking to some commits last night, uh, this I mean, it came out of left field for them just like it, it pretty much came out of left field for us. And Dylan Riola has been and, – and this is just how it is. When you're a five-star quarterback, you're the, the number one player in the country for most of his recruitment. You're the leader of the class. He's committing guys. He's been – uh, very vocal about recruiting KJ Bolden among uh, other guys. So um, when you have that, a guy of that stature looking to potentially leave, yeah, it catches everybody off guard. It was brought up in the commits group chat last night. Uh, once this whole month's report started coming out. Um, that being said, I mean, I don't think, I think two guys you might watch, um, you know, Jaden Riddell, the tight end from Missouri, he and the Riolas are close. Um yeah, they were. I believe they visited Nebraska together while while Dylan was uncommitted. So they're close. I wouldn't say I expect Redell to commit, but that's one name that comes to mind as one who who could be to watch. And then Nitro Tuggle, the receiver, um, he, he's been a guy who's been flirting with other schools a little bit. And then yesterday, uh, when when these reports came out, he tweeted, I, I don't know where it is now, some kind of GIF of of I don't know, an, an incredulous guy GIF, I guess. Confusion. So, yes. Yeah. So. Um, that could be one because again, like like y'all have said, it's it's a week essentially till signing day, and this is when things get really crazy. So, um, and and Nitro Tuggle is already taking official visit to LSU this weekend, even before any of this came out. So, if you're LSU, this is a a huge chance for you to say, hey, you know, there's no, I wouldn't say quarterback instability, but your your five star quarterbacks leaving. LSU just produced a guy in Malik Neighbors who maybe should have won the Bolitnikoff Award. We, we have a great history of receivers. Why not come here instead of Georgia, a school that has one 1,000-yard receiver in school history? So um, those would be the two I would mention. Again, I wouldn't say neither are on flip watch right now necessarily. Um, I, you know, I've reached out to Jade Riddell's mom to just to see if, if she has any comment. But, um, yeah, it's it's those would be the two I would think. But, again, like you said, Coach, I don't think anybody is saying, oh, Riola's gone, I'm out. Because, I mean, and, again, he he recruited a lot of guys. He He – certainly help build the class, but I don't know that there's anybody in this class who came to Georgia because of Dylan Riola, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it's, it's a one-to-one -one correlation with anybody. When he committed, people thought, Hey, could Georgia get Jeremiah Smith? Could they get Mike Matthews? Um, you know, Ryan Wingo for a while and all those guys are now committed elsewhere. So I don't think anybody in the class is leaving because Riola is gone. Um, if, if I had to pick two guys just to keep an eye on, it would probably be Riddell and, uh, Nitro Tuggle. I need to ask y'all a question here about 1210 on uh, December the 12th. Do you think Nebraska can go to a bowl game next year? <laughs> I mean, that's it. I don't seven know what years their now. schedule was. Seven I mean, years they haven't they, I mean they here's haven't. the question. And, and, the, and the funny thing is because a lot of, of the, the kind of speculation about why Riola might go to Nebraska is, hey, Georgia could have Carson Beck coming back. He obviously would be the starter next year. Nebraska is hosting Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, I believe also this weekend, or either just hosting him this last weekend. So He's here. He's there today. He got yeah. there. I saw online where he's, okay. this guy saw him on the plane from Chicago. Okay. That's our Greg Smith, who works for Rivals. Yeah. And so to, uh, so, so if, if that, you're, part, that part there, I, I think the kid believes in he can play regardless, but you, that's a good, uh, really good uh, intro you made on about the other players because I'm, I don't have the, uh, you know, I, I read what you say and I want to tell you, you do a great job talking to these kids, but it's just a very, uh, a very up in the air. Sometimes people seem to think, uh, you know, they're going. Somebody might not, but our, our situation's good here, though. I mean, particularly if Beck, which I think, based on everything that I've heard is going to stay because I don't think Vandergrift would have left quite that quickly. 
I just feel like Beck has a lot to, to gain staying here, but I also talked to Daniel Jeremiah, a couple other guys, and they said, hey, this guy's stock is rising. I mean, when you think about it, regardless of just the fact he's played for a year, he's practiced against some pro players for four years, day mm-hmm. in and day out. He's had to throw one-on-one against really good corners. He's had to throw against elite linebackers, against pass rush that's in his face daily. That you just They got all that tape on him. They can look at that and see. And he's got a, a tremendous arm. And the thing that will be overpowering about Carson is his football IQ mm-hmm. because he's been trained for a long time and then he's under – some really good quarterback coaches in Munkin and uh, Bobo who really know the game. So he's going to be ahead of the curve compared to – and I think James Daniels certainly a good quarterback and all, but he, he's running all these RPOs and all that. He, they're not reading the coverages. And Bo Nix, the same thing. But uh, certainly Caleb Williams and Drake May ran a little different system. But I got to rate Carson right up there in between three and four on these quarterbacks. But uh, – Hopefully he stays around here. Well, Coach, I want to jump in on that real quick. To me, it's huge news that you might be losing the number one rated quarterback in our rankings. And, of course, other people have him at different places. That's fine. Uh, I like our rankings, and I'll stick with them. Uh, But I think a lot of people were overlooking Ryan Puglisi. And before before this all went down, somebody asked me about him on their message board. And I said, look, I think he's a better quarterback. That's not to say that you know he would start or that he would get the job over Rayola. I don't know. As you you know, I'm saying at this point in their development, when I watch, and we had exclusive video uh, highlights of like his first five games. We're gonna have to, we're gonna get the last two coming uh, sent to us here in a bit, and we'll have those up on the same uh, YouTube channel and Facebook page, so you'll be able to watch uh, Puglisi's highlights. He's really talented. So I mean, we're talking about kids who they got to come in behind Gunnar Stockton, who's pretty mm-hmm. stinking good. And if Carson Beck comes back, that is a uh, – and, again, we, we mentioned last week, all signs point to him returning. You're getting an NFL-ready caliber quarterback to come back to face that tough schedule next year. We look at those middle four games. You know, you have the first three, and then you have the bye week, and then you're at, you know, at Texas, uh, at Alabama, Auburn sandwiched in there. That, that is a tough road. Those middle four are going to be tough. I don't like the idea of, and don't get me wrong, you know I'm a Gunnar Stockton fan, but I don't like the idea of Gunnar Stockton being the starter there or Ryan Dylan Rayola or uh, Ryan Puglisi. I'd feel a lot better if Carson Beck's there. To me, that's the bigger news if Carson comes out today or tomorrow or sometime this week and says, yeah, let's run it back again. I think that the dog fans should be ecstatic, especially when you're replacing you know, a couple running backs, a tight end maybe you know, multiple wide receivers, multiple offensive linemen. If you've got that quarterback, we see how important quarterback play is. Even to the playoff committee, they're like, oh, your quarterback's hurt. You can't go to the playoffs. It's a big deal, and I think the Georgia fans should be – I mean, you can worry about losing Ray- Rayola, but you've got to be doubly excited to get Carson Beck back if that's what he does. Yeah, I want to just ask uh, one other thing there so I get the guy's name right. The guy from uh... – uh, Ray Moore Peculiar or wherever he is in in Kansas or Missouri. What's his name? Jaden Riddell. And actually, I was I was gonna chime it. So I've seen people talking about his mom over here. So this morning, Miss Riddell tweeted uh, actually a picture of Ryan Puglisi signing his letter of intent yesterday and said, "I said it once. I say it'll get. I'll say it again. Class of twenty four is going to rock." Hashtag Go Dogs. And then. Mrs. Riddell uh, actually just DM me back on Twitter and said, I have no comment on Dylan. I'm a huge Husker fan, born and raised, but I have already bought our tickets to get Jaden out to uh, Athens on Friday. So it uh, <laughs> seems like uh, he's on the board. The, so it seems like, uh, seems like the Riddells are locked in. But I do know this this one little – I was trying to get his name right that you were yeah. saying. You know who his roommate's going to be? Pugliski. Mm-hmm. So oh, they yeah. must be fairly tight. So uh, I had heard that yep. they were they were tight from that standpoint. I, I was kind of shocked that you said that that you know that he he liked. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that from his mother. I'm going to tell you, mothers aren't going to BS us, and uh, I'm glad nope. you got that capability. But uh, but again, another thing I wanted to ask uh, Roddy from the standpoint of uh, just 
talking to all the people that you talk to around the country that you've got the rivals network and all that. Uh, don't you think these numbers are inflated? I mean, okay. uh, and, and you, you also have some of our boosters talking to you about how they can help and things. I mean, I just think that, that what I know, which might be limited, but I, I'd really be shocked that these guys are getting what they're saying. Uh, I really would. Uh, now. Okay. And, and you and you you're too kind, Coach. I know you you, I've seen your phone. I know who you talk to. I'm, I'm jealous with green with jealousy. You look at my phone when I go to the bathroom or something. What do you mean? Hey, every time you leave during the watch log show, you get up. I know the code to unlock it. I go through and do screenshots and forward them to my phone. No, uh, I've seen who you've talked to, and you talk to national powerhouse guys, especially during games when you're texting with Kirk Herbstreit while he's calling a game. It just blows my damn mind. Uh, but. The numbers that were thrown out, and I'm blaming Matt Rule for this. So speaking of Nebraska, he's like, "Well, a quarterback on the transfer market is worth one to two million dollars." I'm like, "Who the hell is paying that?" I speak to money people. You know him. Uh, one of them, you know, put us up in a suite, and I know his friends, and we talked to money people. Nobody in Georgia is paying a kid a million dollars or half a, you know, two two and a half three million dollars, and it's not happening at other schools in other places. So it's really easy for someone to throw a number out there saying. Oh, uh, KJ Bolden is going to go to FSU for um, you know two million dollars, and Auburn is going to drop four million on him. That crap is not happening. Now, there are large amounts of money. There are good, pretty good NIL deals, but get remember somebody's behind that, and they're not going to drop a you know call up UGA, call up Nebraska, call up Florida State, and say, "Hey, I'm willing to give you a million dollars for this high school kid to come here." But again, that's usually for like one year or something like that. There, they'll give considerable but the numbers are way inflated and some person on the internet goes out and throws a number and then everyone just accepts it as fact because it's the first i don't even call it hard evidence it's the first uh quantification of the deal so some of the numbers are being thrown around here's what's happening on the money market though that i do feel like uh is is pretty salient is the fact that you see all these quarterbacks entering the portal and some, most of the ones, for the you know, for the most part, aren't going to be draftable quarterbacks. There's going to be some, but here's a chance for them to sell their wares and get some pretty good money. That's going to set them up for the rest of their life, even if they don't get drafted. You know what I'm saying? Compared to that, because people need quarterbacks. The market's out there, so we're talking about that. That kind of money is being spent to, you know, for a coach to save his job, so to speak. Or, you know, all of a sudden, Riley Leonard this morning from Duke goes to uh, Notre Dame. He's a second straight ACC quarterback that's mm-hmm. gone out there. Uh, Hartman last year from Wake Forest. Notre Dame certainly got the uh, resources. I know Duke's got money and all, but they spend it on basketball. Uh, it's just a situation here where the the, the – the uh, portal guys to me have more potential and are more established. And you're going to take that leap of faith with the money more than on a high school kid. But, but at the same time, it's definitely out there for the high school kids too. And, uh, you know, the first thing I thought about when I saw Ray Riola going to Nebraska, Warren Buffett. (laughs) what is he? What's his association with the program? I mean, can you imagine that tightwad giving him any money? I don't know. He's got his first grade lunch money, but he's really smart, smart investor. But uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. But I did. I said, you know, I think about Phil Knight, what he's doing for Oregon. I mean, if Warren Buffett wanted to help Nebraska, he certainly could do it. And you make a good point. And I brought up rules, uh, uh, Coach Rule, when he was talking about these. Qu- Porta quarterbacks being worth a million or two million on the open market. Maybe they are, but that's not transferring to a high school kid. To your point, I think Georgia's philosophy is to put money, the NIL money, the better deals towards like a Cedric Van Pran coming back for his senior year, trying to get Carson Beck to stay. Again, Carson Beck is an NFL draftable quarterback. You just said it. Quarterbacks are in high demand. They're in absolute demand in the at the NFL. If Carson Beck decides to go pro, he's going to get drafted. He's going to get drafted high. You've talked to scouts. I've talked to scouts. They love the kid. Uh, he's needed. There are some journeyman quarterbacks in the NFL ranks who you've never heard of who are starting games. Carson Beck can play in the NFL. If he comes back, that's huge. 
But just because, uh, uh, say, uh, let's say Carson were to go into the portal and you got a coach trying to save his job, he's getting $11 million. He reaches out to everybody says, we need to get Carson back for a million dollars. We need to get him for a $2 million. I need to save my job. We need to save the program. It could happen. I could see that. But no one's going to give a kid who played, you know, uh, in high school and a million dollars to come to their school right now. It's just now eventually it might get there, but you got to remember it's year three. What is it? Two or three of the NIL thing, Judd. I mean, how many seasons? Uh, been this is the third year here. And yeah. Next year will be the fourth. Thing. Third year. Uh, a lot of people who got excited about it and put in money the first time, they're like, look, you guys went six and seven last year. You know, why the hell am I going to give you another, you know, $500,000? So you can only go to these people so many times. And if they don't see that uh, return on investment, they're just not going to keep doing it. So I'm with you, Coach. Uh, I, th- I think it, here's one other thing that I want to – some of these people that uh, are jumping on the family about oh, – that's stupid. Don't do that. Uh, you know, th- this, th- his dad is a, a good guy, played pro football. I mean, I've met him, mom. But the fact that they've changed so many times – three different high schools. This will be his third commitment. You know, he committed originally to Ohio State, then uh, us, and now if he goes there. That is a little bit of a red flag in a lot of ways just because, you, you know, who's influencing that? I mean, what they're listening to a lot of people maybe, but uh, I, I really thought they, they were sold on what Mike Bobo was doing in the program, but there's got to be some other factors because they couldn't have talked like they did about, and you could maybe mention that Jed, some of the things that they said about how, how fired up they were about our system and all that. Didn't they say that? Yeah. I mean, they said they love what they've seen this year. I mean, Riola was at, I think all but one home game, maybe. I mean, he was, he was just a, a constant presence. He saw what he was doing up close. He's talking with the coaches all the time. Kirby smart. Uh, went to his high school game when they played, I want to say, Tequila um, on Georgia's bye week. So, I mean, it's there was nothing to indicate, you know, he hasn't – He and the thing is, in hindsight now, there was at one point during the season, I believe, he went out to Nebraska for a visit. And now, obviously, his uncle's on staff. Georgia was – I think that might have been the weekend of the Florida game or Georgia was on the road. So, at the time, it, it this, it's not a big deal. You go out there, hang out with family, whatever. Um you know, in hindsight, you wonder what kind of seeds might have been planted then. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, again, even that aside, there's been nothing to indicate that Riola was wavering. I mean, again, he, his family obviously moved across the country and is at a school that's – I mean, they, one of the big reasons they moved to, whether it was Buford, Parkview, like any of these other schools that were mentioned, was so they could be Georgia recruiters, right? So they could be at every Georgia home game. So they could be there – uh, for those official visit weekends in June and July. And that is, is kind of a, a big reason they're in Georgia to begin with. So now this, this Nebraska thing out of left field is, is, is a shock. It's a bombshell. It's, it's any other, um, you know, uh, superlative you want to use because they've just been so um, effusive in their praise of Mike Bobo, Kirby smart, Todd Munkin, when, when Munkin was still here, um, it's, so it's when we take a when we take a break for this first commercial, I want you to look up Mac Rule's career record, not including right. the Panthers. Uh, I know he's a head coach at Temple and head coach at Baylor, and now at at Nebraska. Well, you know what his career record is. He's certainly good on his feet and and very articulate, but uh, I don't I don't think he has much over a five hundred record. Maybe he does. We'll, we'll see. But so Roddy, uh, you going to tell us? I want to mention our friends real quick at Athens Ford. Uh, they have almost 800 vehicles on the lot. If you go out there, you can see them all from the comfort of your house. You can see them all on your phone. If you go to AthensFord.com, check it out. You can uh, check out there and make the holidays bright event. That's a sales event they have. They've got the, the Broncos that you can scroll through. You can uh, schedule service. You can have them come out and look at your vehicle. Uh, you can get a trade-in value on your car. You can go through all their used inventory. And as I always tell people, and folks make fun of me on the dog vent about this, when we talk about Athens Ford, we always hammer home one thing. If you buy a new or a pre-owned vehicle out there, all the new ones, of course, and the vast majority of their pre-owns will have a lifetime powertrain warranty on it. That's why you don't go to any of the other Ford dealerships. Now, I know you're in Atlanta. You're like, hey, look, there's like five of them within you know a 20-minute drive of me. 
come to Athens. Come up on a uh, game weekend. Come watch the Bulldogs play. Come to the basketball game this Saturday where we're having the uh, event together and swing by Athens Ford and um, grab one of those when you get the chance. Also, while you're in town, before you go to the basketball game, swing by our friends at Academia Brewing Company. Uh, they have some great beers out there. They have their sour syllabuses, you know, uh, one through four. You know, definitely like them. This is the time of year to try them. Uh, if you like sour beers, these are, this is the place. Now, Coach and I went out there and had lunch one day recently. Uh, I got to I got to go to the mat and tell you how great the barbecue sandwich I had out there was. I love the pulled pork barbecue, and they actually seared it on the grill um, before they put it on the sandwich uh, on the a great roll. Uh, had a side salad with it. It was fantastic. So I don't know if Coach liked his meal, but I loved mine, and I was I was quite ecstatic about it. So anyway, uh, I know he did like it. He enjoyed it. So uh, we, we yeah, I want to I want to ask uh, before we get too far here because I only I, my memory's not good. But while we got Jed on there, I know he's over there at the uh, championship games and mm-hmm. doing a good job of covering that and i actually texted them a couple times during the game and asked him where we were going to play that uh kid from swainsboro i mean mr all-american but uh but over the weekend we had a couple of d linemen in here for uh one for official visit one for unofficial visit the one from dublin and then the kid from south carolina how's that looking on those d linemen force so nasir johnson is, is the high school guy you're referring to and his you know, to back up a little bit, his recruitment was you know, myself and some other reporters went to one of his games actually against Swainsboro. And he was like, yeah, I'm visiting Georgia's coming up weekend. I got an official visit to Florida State in December and, and then I'll sign in February. And then a week later, he visits Athens and commits. So I kind of it wasn't a shock necessarily that he chose Georgia, but the timing of it was, it was kind of uh, a surprise. So now it's December. We're, we're hearing that that Florida State visit might still be happening. Um I guess it would have to be this weekend before early signing day. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if he ends up making that visit. But you, you don't see too many kids commit to a school and then flip less than a month later. So I feel like Georgia's still in pretty good shape with Nasir Johnson. Um, and then Xavier McLeod is a guy who Georgia recruited out of high school, chose uh, South Carolina, Shane Beamer, the Gamecocks, played in four games this year, and then left the team. And it's kind of like, a, you know, it, it, it's – I don't know the story. I obviously don't cover South Carolina. It's Shane Beamer had one of those cryptic, you know, this is one of the best, this is best for the team kind of comments. Um, you know, he, he's very close with Jamal Jarrett, who was his player host, one of his player hosts this weekend. And he said, hey, Georgia can develop me, get me where I want to go. And it seems like in speaking with him, he sounded like a guy who has obviously spent a year in college and is now realizing, okay, now it's time to get a little serious about this whole development and getting to the next level thing. At least that's what I took from talking to him. Um, obviously, Georgia has a lot to sell in that department with guys that sent to the NFL, guys like Zion Lowe, Warren Brinson, uh, Nazir Stackhouse, who will all be departing after this year. So, um, you think Brinson's going to leave? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, just there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of time opening, a lot yeah, of spots okay. maybe opening up. Oh, that's um, really good info. Uh, we, yeah. we only got a little while. You don't have to give a too big a buy on these guys. But how about uh, – uh, I don't want to cut you short because I want to make sure we get – how about the uh, two wide receivers that came in? I heard that uh, we had a good visit with the kid from Vanderbilt and the one from uh, USC. So, uh, I know our fans like to hear about that. And uh, I understand some of these other programs are coming in there hard on uh, Humphreys now, uh, putting some big money on him. Yeah, uh, London Humphreys from Vanderbilt. You people watching the show will remember him from the, uh, I think it was a 49-yard touchdown he had uh, against Georgia this year. And, yeah, he as soon as he went in the portal, it was kind of speculated that Georgia might end up the place. He took the visit. Things went well. You know, we told our Trent Smallwood, who's done a great job covering his uh, part two of his recruitment, I guess, that, that Georgia, like I just said, with Xavier McLeod can develop me, can get me to the next level. Uh, he was on the all-SEC freshman team, had – like average 20 yards a catch, had 460-some yards. So, yeah, Georgia's in a good spot with him. Um, Michael Jackson, I think, is a little um, – and I don't want to say less likely because getting him on campus is bigger, but I think Humphreys is kind of the guy that the staff is looking to add at that portal spot. Now, could they add another guy? Sure. There's obviously a lot of time left in the portal you know, until it closes and whatever. Um, but I think London Humphreys is the guy that Georgia fans should really keep an eye on. And by the way, Coach, I don't want, I don't want this to go – 
I don't want this to go. Your trivia question, Matt Rule's career record. He is 52 and 50 in eight years. All right. Two over, 20, two over. 28 and 23 right, at coach. Temple, 19 and 20 at Baylor, and 5 and 7 at Nebraska. I have a question for you, Coach. Which offensive line is worse, Nebraska or Buford's? Uh, well, I mean, that's uh, – I don't know. It's not real good. I mean, I know the kid, I know the kid from uh, uh, Georgia Tech transferring now and going to uh, Miami, supposedly the one that transferred the quarterback. But uh, also on the recruiting end of it, because it's good, good for our fans to hear some of these uh, different guys uh, – we got to have some of the biggest beef in the history of the world coming in here in the O-line, don't we? And uh, tell us about that. Just a real quick capsule about what we have, six guys coming in, five or six O-line? Yeah, actually, I just had a story on this the other day. Georgia's class has 28 commits, 11 are on the line of scrimmage. So offensive line, you've got six guys coming in. They average six foot seven and 325 pounds. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of uh, – bunch of freak shows up there and then defensive line you've got Namdiak Boko is the guy in the middle Jordan Thomas Nasir Johnson is kind of like the three tech types um and then you've got Joseph Jonah Johnny and Justin Green is more of the defensive end type so yeah I mean it's and listen we saw it in the SEC championship game Georgia's offensive line didn't have its greatest day running the ball defensive line got pushed around a little bit um you know obviously you don't bring in a bunch of freshmen and expect them to be year one fixes in the SEC but that those two areas are definitely uh, being addressed in the recruiting class, and and like you said, coach, in the uh, in the transfer portal as well with uh, Xavier McLeod and some of the other guys are looking at. And when you look at the defensive linebackers, we got coming in and and add Robinson, who's elite corner. Then mm -hmm. uh, those satisfy some of our needs too. Tell us a little bit about Ellis Robinson, the, the fact that he is such an elite guy to be coming in here at a position of need for us at corner. Yeah, Ellis Robinson's fantastic. Fran Brown guy because he is originally from, I want to say, New York and spent most of his high school career in New York, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, is now at IMG Academy. Uh, I mean, he knew Fran Brown going back to his time at Rutgers, so that was kind of the, the end of the door there. But he is, is you know, and Trent has said this on the vault as well, he's one of the best pure corner prospects that Kirby Smart has brought in. He's got length, he's got speed, he's got athleticism. Um, he's He's really got it all, so... And then, and you mentioned Coach Demello Jones yesterday from Swainsboro. You, you—that's probably as good of a corner duo as you're going to find in the country. Because Demello tell Jones, people, is, tell people what he did yesterday. Is amazing. Like, so, hey, folks, if you're just tuning in, I want to yeah. uh, interrupt Jed here real quick. Jed is actually at Mercedes-Benz Stadium right now. He covered two games yesterday. He's going to cover three more today and three more tomorrow. He's on location, so we had him join us. Mm -hmm. And that's the sort of coverage you get at UJSports.com, and you can get it right now for fifty percent off. Use the promo code, you know, uh, uh, Portal Fifty. Uh, excuse me, UGA Portal Fifty. But Jed, uh, talk about what Demelo Jones did yesterday. Some people were talking about him in the comments section here, and I think, Coach, you're talking about being excited and roster management. Getting uh, Demelo Jones as a bookend for Ellis Robinson. Just tell yeah. us what he did yesterday, Jed. Uh, before my head started spinning around with all the Riola stuff in the second half of that game yesterday, uh, Demelo Jones, he had a 59-yard touchdown reception on a screen. He had a 96-yard interception return for touchdown off of Georgia quarterback, Georgia Tech quarterback commit Aaron Philo, who set the all-time uh, state record for passing yards yesterday. He had a four-yard rushing touchdown. He had, right before that pick six, he had a diving, like, pass break up in the end zone to save a touchdown. I mean, I think Swainsboro lost, I'm trying to think, like 46-32, to 32, something like that yesterday. Without DeMello Jones, I mean, no exaggeration, that game might have been, like, 55 to 6. I mean, the, the DeMello Jones is pretty much the only reason that game was close. And he plays quarterback, plays receiver, plays uh, – he plays mostly corner for Swainsboro, which is where he's he's likely to end up in Athens. Um, he he. I mean, the two best high school performances I've seen in a single game this year have both been DeMello Jones. So – and he is the, you know, quote-unquote undercard at, at corner with, compared with Ellis Robinson. So it's – yeah, that, that that's a pretty strong duo for sure. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes we have a tendency to get too enamored about guys that are coming in and uh, instead of some of the guys in our program. And we, we, we definitely got some good young defensive players, both those Harris kids at corner, uh, two kids from Charlotte that really got good speed. They got to come along a little bit. But uh, certainly uh, that's one thing you always got to remember about Kirby and Muschamp. Uh, certainly, you know, Fran Brown – 
helped us out by having some in, inroads in those areas. But, you know, these guys come here defensive backs because of Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at his history going all the way back to uh, even to uh, when he was playing here with Champ Bailey. I mean, he's been around and he knows uh, uh, just for our fan standpoint, when pro scouts come in here, you know, they like to watch our guys practice because they know they're going to be trained in the techniques that they're going to need to play in professional football without having to go and teach them that. They know that. And uh, they got tremendous confidence in Kirby and the fact that he knows the pro schemes. Uh, they know we run a lot of match coverages. We run a lot of different different disguise coverages. And uh, it just really helps them. Uh, and particularly the underneath guys, linebackers. You look at some of these linebackers that are playing on the elite level, like Roquan's playing, uh, like uh, we, we saw last night, uh, the, the kid at Green Bay. I mean, there's just plenty of guys out there, but uh, there's so many, so much good news that sometimes you, you get a bad report here, which is bad. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. the guy's not going to come here, but – you know, I've lost some good ones at the last second before, and that, that that happens. But maybe he'll change his mind again. He'll go out there and freeze his ass off and realize that, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, you talk about a place, you know how to get from Lincoln to Omaha? How do you get from Lincoln to Omaha, Coach? You go to the first tree and take a left. <laughs> I mean, there's no trees out there. There's nothing. I mean, it's just uh, it's it's desolate now. I'm telling you. High of 44, low of 26 in Lincoln on Saturday. Worst, one of the worst nights I've ever spent was the first night I went on the road recruiting at Missouri, and I had to go up to someplace in Nebraska, and I didn't have I couldn't get out of my car to go inside a Holiday Inn. It was so cold. I was so afraid I was going to freeze, and it was only about 20 yards, but you know, like a really bad wind chill. And I was trying to figure out if I could get the nerve up to get out of my car. I finally did. And I made it inside, but scary, scary moment for the old coach. Yeah. You don't, you don't handle cold. Well, I've seen that firsthand. Right. <laughs> you, you don't like it. Right. Hey, uh, uh, real quick. Hey, I do we handled Nebraska. Well, when I was at, at, at OU though, got after their ass pretty good now. All right. Well, you speaking like, of something, you know what Tom Osborne said when he heard Barry Switzer was retiring, don't you? No. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you never get a chance to hear Coach talk about Nebraska or Oklahoma State, being the old Oklahoma guy that he is, it is there are some hatreds that just won't die, and, and Co- Coach has. I got some. I got a lot more respect for Nebraska than I do. I know you do. You, yeah, you do. That's true. You've been very, very complimentary of them, but it's. Again, they're trying to be relevant, and they're they're going to break the bank to be so. Uh, but you don't have to break the bank if you want to uh, join the, uh, the Your Pie Rewards Club over there. Just download the Your Pie app. Uh, today's Tuesday. If you order pizzas, or you order salads, or you order breadsticks, or uh, gelato, or the uh, custom pastas, anything that you order today for delivery, pickup, or eat in, uh, I usually say, "Look, uh, I'm going to swing by and pick it up." and uh, but if you do it today, you'll get double points. Those points add up super fast. It's not like, you know, some of these, I see a, 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 a club card for some sandwich place. You have to order 10 sandwiches before you get a small one for free. Now, you, if you start ordering on the Europi app, especially on Tuesdays, even and if, you can order to pick up later in the week. So you don't have to get it today. Like, let's say it's Taco Tuesday and you don't want uh, pizzas today, but you'd like pizza tomorrow. Go ahead and order today. Tell them the time you're going to pick it up tomorrow, Wednesday, you know, through Saturday or whatever, and get the double points. And then all of a sudden you'll see, hey, you've been notified. You get a free drink. You get free breadsticks. You get a free uh, free 14-inch pizza. We had pizza the other day, one of the huge ones, you know, and got it for free. So uh, do the Europi uh, app. You'll be absolutely happy that you did so. Also want to mention our friends at Dead Soxy. They have a deal going on right now. It is the 12th of December. You need to... Uh, be thinking about your, you know, what Christmas gifts you're going to get. You want to go ahead and get those ordered. Uh, the, the Amazon man, woman, whoever was dropping off a ton of stuff yesterday at our house. My wife went a little crazy, went a little overboard, just boxes upon boxes upon boxes. Of course, she does the whole uh, shoebox things, the charity stuff. So we had a lot of stuff delivered. 
But if you want some good stuff delivered to your house that you don't have to rewrap, that you don't have to repackage, one of my gifts that I'm going to be getting this year showed up and it was just the box itself. So I know exactly what's in it and I'm excited, but it ruined the surprise. Uh, you can get something from Dead Soxy and they have a deal going on right now. Uh, use promo code HOLIDAYPRO or use promo code UGA Sports and you get 33% off anything site wide. Now's the time to jump on there. It's going to come in a fantastic uh, package that you can turn around and just hand to someone and they'll be very excited to get the Dead Soxy gifts. So take care of them when you get the chance. That's awesome. Uh, those are great socks, too. Uh, about that lady having those new hose and said she was late because she had on a pair of hose guaranteed not to run. But uh, uh, that was bad. But anyhow, yeah, I, I just got to ask you about uh, from a standpoint, running back wise, there's a lot out there about maybe Georgia in the market for a, a, a guy in the. Uh, portal like ETN from uh, Florida. What are you hearing on that? Yeah, well, that's one where even go back to his recruiting. Like, I remember when he was being recruited and Georgia had Branson Robinson and they had at the time Jordan James recruited. So it doesn't look like there's any room. And Trevor ETN had Georgia in his top fives, top whatever's for the longest time. Um, so clearly he, he, he liked Georgia um, a lot even back then, and obviously, you know, Del McGee is still there. Um, you know, so that relationship is strong. Um, yeah, I mean, Georgia's got a, a shot. It's he's obviously a very highly coveted guy. Uh, Roddy, you put out, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or day before that, that Georgia is it's kind of been a little roller coaster in terms of how Georgia's looking, but Georgia is right in the thick of it. You know, you expect LSU to be involved, being from Louisiana, you expect Clemson to be involved, or actually, you might not expect Clemson to be involved because uh, Dabo feels a certain kind of way about the portal um but but his brother did play there so yeah yeah exactly so um but yeah i mean georgia's right in the thick of it there's going to be a probably a a nil asking price i would assume especially with a running back you know that's that's a position that doesn't have a huge shelf life as we all know so uh but yeah i mean georgia's right in the thick of it now the question is you've got three running backs committed how does that affect them does it do you wait until they're all signed until you progress like there's a lot of variables there because again we're signing day a week away your signing days in a week the portal goes until january what 10th or whatever so january 2nd so there's a window there of thing about that though uh yeah there's a lot of credibility with dale mcgee and coach Mm -hmm. uh, smart i I don't think that they would bs these yeah yeah you're probably right i really think that they tell them look we, we need a back uh, we we had a guy who we were really counting on that hurt his uh, foot, had major mm-hmm. surgery. Hopefully, Robinson's going to be able to go, but we're losing two guys, uh, and we have another guy that had ACL, uh, Paul. So uh, we, we need a little experience here. And, and and the other thing that you can point out, or I'll point out, we only got one of these guys that qualify to come in in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowen's the guy we flipped yep. from Florida is going to be here, but Nate Frazier. And uh, the kid from over in Atlanta are not going to be able to get here till the, till the summer. So you got an established back who, for some reason, Billy Napier took advantage of the fact that he wanted to rest him a lot. He didn't play him all the time. I couldn't figure that one out. He played, uh, you know, he was almost a number two back for Florida. But in the games that they won, he was tremendous. You look at him against Tennessee, uh, and, of course, there's not many that they won. They only won five, but – this guy is is a big physical back that can catch the ball and do a lot of things, and is a proven entity in the, in our league. So you got to look at him and see if you can help your team. And uh, and I think Kirby uh, and Dell are going to look at this kid. Uh, we don't know. All we can go by is what people like Jed and Roddy tell us. But uh, I would definitely, I would be definitely, I would be on him like a piranha. And another thing I wonder is, Coach, you mentioned the the injury issues that Georgia's got in the backfield right now. There's another portal window after spring practice. So do you go through spring practice kind of with what you have? And then you're, I guess, what, three, four months down the road from now, you have a better idea of how sure. Andrew Paul is looking, how Branson Robinson is looking. Do you look at who's in the portal? That, that who's going to be in there? Then? Who's exactly. Gonna, that's that's kind of the – that's what you – like ETN, I'm sure, will be gone. Um, you know, Jaquavius Marks from Mississippi State is in the portal. He'll be gone. Um, so that's kind of the – I don't want to say a gamble, but do you think okay, we'll we'll ride it out and we'll 
we'll look for guys can, after spring. I don't think we can afford to. Several yeah. reasons. Uh, you lose your tight end. You lose several offensive linemen. Uh, you, you need to have some identity to take some pressure off Carson just from the standpoint. You just can't ride his back and, and hope him to, uh, you know, is our protection going to be as good all of a sudden? What's going to happen, uh, for instance, to some of these linemen if all of a sudden uh, uh, Tate Radledge decides to come back? Mm-hmm. Is, is a guy like Fairchild going to stick around and m- maybe know, hey, I got to beat out Micah Morris and uh, uh, and uh, Radledge? I mean, there's a lot in this for everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, I know Blasky's on the move here, uh, but we've got some good young linemen, but I think a back would be very, very good to give experience back to give Carson a little bit more, take a little heat off him as far as not everything on its shoulders there. Of course, that being said, if Robinson is healthy, I feel sorry for some of these defensive backs that are going to have to tackle his ass. No, you don't. No, you don't. That guy is a human wrecking ball now. You saw him in the championship game. Again, he's he's hard to tackle. Um, Our defensive backs – I mean, they got to go up and hit him on, even in thud, it's, you know, which is you don't put him on the ground. Nobody wants to thud that guy. I mean, it's just – and even if you're a tough-ass defensive player, you don't want to hit the guy. I mean, why do you want to? Because you're taking your life in your own hands every time you hit that guy. I mean, I've had family members, like, that that aren't from around here text me pictures of Francis Robinson and say, does this guy really play for Georgia, or is this, like, a Photoshop? <laughs> And Looks I'm like, like no, that's him. right. He's body yeah, body. I mean, this is. I mean, I I shook his. I was at his commitment. I shook his hand, and I I was in a cast for like three weeks because he's he's built. He's chiseled out of granite. This dude. I mean, it's, you know, it's everybody amazing. used to talk amazing. about can, can dogs talk and and all that stuff. How about those weights in there when he gets in there? And says, Holy smoker, comes Branson Robinson getting ready to crush these weights. Like I just, we, we see all these videos of of Nick Chubb like going back to Cedartown and squatting like four thousand pounds. Like I, I fully expect to see Branson Robinson doing the same thing at uh, I forget the name of his high school in Mississippi, but fully expect to see him doing the same thing in like in ten years when he's when he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean he's. He's got all the tools and the, the physical uh, the traits that you could possibly ask for. That wouldn't shock me at all. Hey, Coach, uh, let's uh, do some rapid fire on the questions we got from all the right. UJ Sports. That's good. That's good. But, hey, a really good job by Jed here. Uh, I mean, uh, might have okay. to. I mean, I know you're not going to give anybody any love. Yeah, that's not your style. So, But, I, I, or, Jed, I, I appreciate, I appreciate, what, I appreciate what you've uh, brought to the show today. I mean, uh, I know our fans do, too. Hey, Jeb, we're going to let you go. We know you got to start that game at 1 o'clock here, so we're going to let you duck out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to hit Chick-fil-A before the game. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. What, are you in the – you got free food in the press box there? Or what is the, the – No, sir. Store? No, sir. Uh, no free food. The, the fountain drink machine is on, so we got that. But uh, ice cream machine, unfortunately, is turned off. Uh, there's water in the fountain drink machine, I guess, so we're going to – I only had Chick-fil-A twice yesterday, so I got to get it at least once today. So Archie uh, Blank needs to open that baby up to you guys. But I do think it's great to be playing the, playing the games in the dome again and not having to worry about the weather. I thought that's great for those kids. I'm glad they're getting to play in it. So great for kids, great for reporters who don't want to stand in the rain for sure. Yeah, so. right. He, he, yeah, Jed has covered some nasty games there. Hi, right, Jed. We'll talk to you later. Great All job. Right, see you later. Yeah, Jed Jed uh, had covered some very foul weather championship games. And I, I'm glad the kids are inside too. I right, coach first questions from uh, Chris Landino says, well, uh, while it doesn't seem to be extremely common players to have played in bowl games while being also in the portal is a different uh, team by team. I believe Robert Beal did it in the past. Do you expect any of the portal injuries to stick around for the bowl game? So uh, basically Georgia's got 13, 14 players in the, in the uh, transfer portal. Do they go to bowl practice? You know, from my standpoint, the only one that I think that'll probably do it would be Zirkle. Uh, you know, he he's, he really does help our team kicking off. I mean, it's a chance for him to showcase his ability. They can watch him warm up, kicking field goals and all that. Uh, he's got a, a mind of his own about going to school in Texas, and he's not really visiting a lot of places. I would say Zirkle be the only one, in, from my perspective, that's going to play in the bowl game. Okay. 
Uh, next question is from uh, Bulldog Ice. He says, can you give us an early preview of our team next year, uh, areas of strength and, uh, and areas of where you may have concerns? I really enjoy your knowledge and the stories you share with us. Yeah, I think right off the bat, offensive tackle because of uh, who you lose there in Mims and, and Trust, uh, two really good guys that are going to go pro. Mims probably high, a little bit higher than Trust, but uh, how's that going to shake out? I feel good about our guards. I feel good about Freeling, who's got some work, and certainly Ernest Green's one of the best young players in the country. So offensive tackle, I feel good inside. Even though we lose Van Fran, we got center guards that are going to be okay. Then we talked about a running back. These young backs are going to have to really do well in the summer to help us, uh, and I think that'll be – if we get a, a – that would be a situation. Of course, tight end, we're in good shape with Delp, but uh, Lucky's got to come along. Sperling, these two young freshmen are going to help us too. Uh, they got good ability. Wide receiver, if we get one of these wide receivers to play Z for McConkey, the outside position, I think that'll help us. I really like Lovett coming back, Ra-Ra, uh, uh, and certainly we got some younger guys. We saw Evans in the bowl game and uh, – Arian Smith, we don't know what he's going to do, but uh, maybe he'll have one more year and they'll get the ball to him. Uh, and then defensively, uh, we talked about corner, who's going to step up there. Uh, safety, if Bullard comes back, we'll be strong with, with Bullard and, and Malachi. And then we'll have, you know, Ja'Cory Thomas and some of those other guys back there that David uh, is a really good player back there. And then uh, – Linebacker is really talented, but it'll be, uh, you know, I don't know if Munden's going to come back or not. I think people need to realize he had a severe injury and played with it. Uh, could have could have had something done to it, but he didn't. I don't know if he's going to go pro or not. But, but defensive line, uh, I mentioned Brinson coming back would help. Uh, we got some good D-line guys coming back. Uh, punter all of a sudden is going to be back. Thorson got another year. I, I think Goodwin can can uh, can certainly Peyton can kick off, and he showed he can do a good job as a kicker. We got to find a punt returner. I think uh, Lovett can do that. Evan showed in the game. Uh, what else uh, do we need? I, I think Humphreys can return punts, can he? Yeah, Humphreys. Of course, I'm counting on Humphreys. First. I'm counting on Humphreys and Everett being the corners, but you know. We're talking about it. I was talking about that the Vanderbilt wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he. Hopefully, we can get him in there too. Hey, uh, get him. Maybe he can return a punt or two. I'd yeah. sell it to him. Hey, we got a bunch of jobs for you, man. Come on. <laughs> but uh, that, that's off the cuff here, without any notes about all I can remember. Well, that's ten times better than I would ever do, and even if I had my notes in front of me. Uh, uh, Boost Assendam, which is kind of uh, what, what is this? Boost Assendam. Which, if you look at it, it sounds like it's uh, Norwegian or something like that. It's really a uh, I've, I've met this guy. It basically busting ass on a dam, and I'm sure there's a story there. Uh, he's got to tell it to us one day. He says, uh, "Hey, coach, doesn't all the transfer portal, NIL, and carousel chatter boil down to good evaluation, roster management, and recruiting? Hasn't our program staff, analysts, and coaches been excelling in all these facets of talent acquisition?" Basically, does this all come down to talent evaluation and roster management? And has Georgia been better than most at that? Nope. I think we kind of lost him there. Well, uh, I will go ahead and answer that question for you real quick. Uh, yes, it does. It's uh, when we were doing our live show yesterday. I, you know, there was all the uh, worry about. Um, uh, Losing Dylan Rayola. And again, I said this is not a, a, a testament to my feelings towards Kirby Smart. He, I mean, he knows who I am, but we're not friends. We don't hang out. We're not buddies. Uh, I'm not here to defend him. I'm not here to criticize him. I'm just here to be an objective reporter. And I will say against everybody in the nation, give me a choice of any coach, any staff, I'm going to go with Kirby Smart. I was asked uh, what makes Kirby Smart special. Uh, uh, one of my buddies was doing some uh, social video stuff, and he said, hey, I, I'm kind of looking for a condensed version of what makes Georgia good. Why have they won two titles? And I said it boils down to uh, 
roster management. When you've got guys going into the portal, you're pulling guys out of the portal. You've got uh, guys on your on your team now who want more money. They're like, hey, I got a good NIL deal, but I could get, I'd like to get more NIL deals. And you got to come up with those deals and help them kind of get them. You know, the collective has to do that. There's a lot going on there. Um, then you have, uh, you know, guys that want to transfer in. You know, are you picking the right guys? You're trying to. You're, right now, you've got the number one signing class in the nation. You've done that multiple times. Now, you might lose that number one ranking with uh, Dylan Rayola transferring or you know, flipping if he does. But even then, you'll still be like two or three. You're still going to be at the upper echelon. So what has made Georgia different? Why they've been so effective, uh, Boost, is because talent evaluation. Now, here's the thing. What a lot of schools are doing is watching your talent evaluation, then poaching your players. They're like, who, who are you looking at? Oh, that kid, Nike Hart? No, not, not a lot of people are on him. Oh man, yeah, you you identified him early. You guys have been after him. He's committed to you. Well, let's uh, let's throw the the bank at him. And that's not to pick on Nikar. That's just to point out that every other school recognizes the talent evaluation that Alabama does and that Georgia does, and they go after those kids. And they they won't be able to get all of them. That's why you have the number one class. But they will be able to pick off some of them when they go all in with an NIL deal to grab a, a kid or two. So, all right, let me um, get the last couple questions here. Uh, There's a general question from Blocker57. Uh, what is life like today inside the famous commit group chat? That was one of the uh, 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 questions that we asked uh, uh, Jed right at the beginning. We're like, what's it like in the, the group chat, the commits? I'll have a group chat. So the Georgia commits, they talk back and forth to each other. And he says that it came as an absolute surprise to those guys. Remember, KJ Bolden was, uh, uh, I mean, the Georgia coaches went to see Dylan Rayola. He convinced KJ Bolden to come over and hang out with them. Uh, he was very strongly recruiting Georgia, I mean, recruiting Bolden to, to join the Georgia squad just recently. And so when all of a sudden he says, hey, look, I'm going to take a trip to uh, – I'm supposed to uh, you know, report this weekend, but I'm actually going to take a trip out to Nebraska. There was a lot of questions in that group chat, and uh, it, caught, it caught those guys off guard. So that's kind of what it was like in that one. And I think that's it for our – no, it, Coach, we got another question for you here from uh, Croakstool. He says, does the recruiting drama ever have an impact on the locker room? Do the current players know what's happening on the recruiting trail? Sure, they know. I mean, they they take these guys out, and uh, they, they kids come into the games and go in the locker room. They know everything that's going on. Do you th- do you think it affects them? Does it? Uh, it's like, oh no, we lost this kid. You know, does it? No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, they're too worried about their own uh, nil and everything else. I mean, that they're trying to figure out where they're going to stick around. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was expecting there. Uh, last question. Uh, this was one that's di- uh, more direct uh, for you. How would coach? How would coach like to be the head coach of a college football team in this time of NIL and transfer portal? I would love it. I mean, I miss it every day. I mean, that's just part of my DNA. I mean, you got to adjust. I mean, I had to learn how to, uh, the defensive backs one year when I was a uh, freshman coach. I had to learn how to. Uh, switch from uh, passing to wishbone. I mean, learn how to go from 85 scholarships to 64, uh, learn how to raise money for the weight room. I mean, you got to do it all. So uh, I think it's just part of life. You got to work with it. Uh, question here. Did, did Tate Radledge announce he was coming back? I haven't seen that. Not that I know of, but I hope he does. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, Harry Richard says, is McConkie staying? You think Lad McConkie sticks around? I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he does, but yeah, uh, we, we, we reported that, uh, it, Yeah. We, we reported that it appears that he is not sticking around another year. So that, um, again, everybody can change their mind. It's not official until it's official, but, uh, I think if they, man, if they were to get Tate Radledge back, that would be gigantic. Uh, the last question uh, in the comment section, what do you think this means for the whole K.J. Bolden thing? Think it has any effect on him? Coach? Yeah. Do you think this has any effect on K.J. Bolden's decision? 
Not really. He, he's got his own deal. He'll do what he wants to. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think this would affect him at all. Yes, I mean Rail was recruiting him there, and with Rail not joining, that might affect it. But I don't know that uh, if, if maybe Rail goes to Nebraska, you'll call his name right. So we'll, we'll call him Raola. That's why he's leaving. You, you never got his name right, Roddy. <laughs> it would be the first time. Hey, that's good. But hey, that's it for for me for today. I'm running out of juice everywhere. All right, man. We'll talk to everybody later. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week.